Kia ora. If you're a woman in midlife, this podcast is for you. Get ready to embark on a transformative journey where we tackle self-doubt, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome and overwhelm. Celebrate this second stage of life and claim your authentic confidence and courage. Midlife is not a time to settle. It's a time to unleash your purpose into the world. Make an impact done your way without compromising your own well-being. I'm Megan Care, mindset coach, former psychosynthesis counsellor and craniosacral therapist. Are you ready? Let's begin. So this is an opportunity for us to rethink the idea of life purpose. And when we actually give it a reframe that I'm going to offer later on in the podcast, opening up to our life purpose becomes actually something that is very natural and organic, just like a flower is a seed and then a bud and then a sprout and then it grows and it blooms, that seed didn't need to seek its life purpose. And I suggest that we too don't need to seek our life purpose in the way that we've been taught to do it. And that is because there are fundamental misconceptions around what life purpose really means and we're trying to apply these misconceptions to our life and coming up short and feeling all those negative I'm not enough my life isn't enough feelings and thoughts about our life so far so we're going to unwind that unpack that reorganize the meaning of life purpose to something that will really actually serve you whether you know the whole life purpose thing pisses you off because you don't know what yours is and you feel like, well, if I got that sorted, then I feel like my life would be sorted or I'm feeling like my life doesn't measure up, maybe because I don't really know what my life purpose is. Or you're actually feeling lacking in a sense of purpose and direction in your life, which is really, really common in perimenopause, menopause, midlife and nothing really to be alarmed about but I think it is helpful to give a reframe around this because a lot of what we struggle with in life is about the meaning and how we frame ideas and concepts, beliefs, ways of being and sometimes they just need a little bit of an adjustment or a reframe to make them work for us. I'm not talking about toxic positivity here where everything is amazing and everything is good and everything is for me and I can control my life so that it turns out to be rainbows and unicorns if I just manifest in the right way. I'm not talking about that because I know, you know, that life is actually full of ups and downs, that bad things happen to really good people and that there is a reasonable percentage of life that we do not and cannot control and yet even with all of that in place and being a fact of our life we can live very very meaningful purposeful connected open evolutionary lives this is my belief and this is how I live my life and how I navigate the ups and downs and manage to stay actually a really positive, optimistic person without having my head in the clouds, whilst I'm still acknowledging that life has ups and downs and shit happens, right? Stuff that we can't control and that that is not our fault. Some of that is just life. 
we haven't necessarily caused that by our faulty thinking or by our lack of manifestation skills. That is one thing that really ticks me off around pop culture is this idea that if our life isn't going the way we want it to, that we're not good manifestors, that we can control everything. We can't control everything. We just can't. And the idea that we can is just a bunch of BS that has been sold to us so that we we buy whatever that person is selling. Or it is sold to us because that person truly believes that we can control all of those aspects of our lives because they're afraid of letting go of control. They're afraid of the aspects of life that we actually can't control. See, I don't see that as a cause for pessimism. I think that if we come to a place of radical acceptance around life's mystery and the way it shows up is not necessarily the way we want it to show up, if we can actually accept that, then we work with life in a really co-creative way. So getting back to these misconceptions around life purpose. So there is a societal narrative, I think, around life purpose that it's very achievement focused and outcome focused. So my life purpose is to, and insert whatever the achievement or the outcome might be. And you might not know what that is yet. Hell, I don't think I actually know what it is for myself, but I'm very, very engaged in my life purpose because I think it emerges with us as we evolve in our life. Is it still there? So a lot of our life purpose might be around service, around supporting others. And that is, I think, just beautiful. It has been a part of my own life purpose. But I think that we have to consider that when we come into perimenopause and the caretaking hormones of estrogen naturally decline, then my predisposition to caretake, to serve, to help declines as well. And so then I'm left with less motivation to, this is all in air quotes, right? Less motivation to make a big impact, to help thousands of women, to help as many people as I can, to help women learn how to love themselves. The motivation for that, which I think for me has been very intrinsic in my life, with that hormonal decrease of estrogen, my motivation for that aspect of my life has also decreased. And it's not that I don't now want to help people. I still do. I still love supporting people to live their best lives in whatever way that shows up for them. It's just that I'm less connected to having to prove something around that. Because when I look at it now from this perspective, I can see that some of that helping was about feeling good in myself that I could support others. There's nothing wrong with that. The only problem is when we tie our level of self-worth and success in with that. And so this midlife transition that we're in, where our brain is literally rewiring from the research that has been written about, a woman's brain actually does start to change because of the hormonal fluctuations and changes. And so what might once have motivated you, spurred you on, got you up in the morning, 
may now no longer do that. And I actually think that that's okay. That's totally okay. Because our life purpose is not about outcomes and it is not about achieving whatever it is we think we should achieve. We also have another piece of the puzzle that at midlife, I'm, you know, I'm 53. Probably I'm a little more through the middle of my life than I am prior to it. And have I achieved what I wanted to achieve in my life? In some parts, yes. In some ways, yes. And in many ways, no. And so if my life purpose is very much attached to an outcome or an achievement or a bunch of achievements, then if I haven't achieved those at 53, I can start to feel like, well, you know, it's all downhill from here. What's the point? And so another reframe that I think is really, really important is that we don't look at life as that bell curve, you know, so we reach our peak at 40, 45, and then from there on, it's all downhill, but rather that we are in constant spiraling evolution, coming back round to the next level of belief that we want to open up. We're in this constant spiraling staircase of evolution, actually, one stage of evolution blooming out of the previous stage. And the other piece I want to add is that when we, when our life purpose is focused more on outcomes or achievements, as an example, I'm going to be a published author. That is my life purpose. When we're very attached to that outcome, the failures along the way to the success, say, of that goal become very, very difficult. They become like the deep, muddy holes of failures. But we want to reframe failure as being, oh, I learned something there. I learned something and I evolve into that next stage of myself. And actually, failure is a part of learning something new and a part of success. There is nothing actually inherently wrong or bad about failure. All it's telling us is that we are opening up and learning something new. And that is a good thing, right? Other piece that I'll add is that we might have this fantasy, and I think I did, that when we find our big purpose, everything will fall into place and everything will be sweet and beautiful and never a care will ever touch me again. I don't know. I kind of feel like the opposite is true, that when I'm really engaged in my purpose, I do have these beautiful moments of connection, of sweetness of aroha but I'm also really bloody challenged I'm also taken so far out of my comfort zone that it hurts that it gives rise to anxiety that I'm afraid that I have imposter syndrome that I'm scared I can't show up in the way that I want to and that is also a part of showing up and living our purpose so in summary for the piece around how we are sold life purpose is full of misconceptions is that I think it's based primarily on our ego's need for achievement and outcome and there's nothing wrong with having an ego a personal ego that is just a normal part of being human we couldn't function without one we need to be able to have boundaries to understand that I am separate from you that is part of the ego's job so if my life purpose isn't that, so we've looked at what it isn't and what's unhelpful in terms of how we think about our life purpose, 
then what is it? How do we find it? And why is it important? So when I was doing my counselling training, I studied psychosynthesis. So it brings the best of the Western depth psychology and the Eastern mindfulness-based height psychology. And some of what we looked at was that when a person is engaged with a sense of purpose and meaning in their life, the troubles and the anxieties and the emotional and psychological challenges, they don't feature as strongly. And so we were taught to work with both ends of that spectrum. So not, not just to support with the challenges that a person had, but actually to support for us as individuals to be able to open up to a sense of meaning, purpose and value. Because when we have that, all of the ick stuff and the emotional and psychological difficulties that are there, their presence dials down and they just become less prominent in our lives. They might still be there, but because we're very engaged in a sense of purpose, they are less prominent and they're far less impactful. They move to the background. So that's one of the reasons why having a sense of purpose is important. And so the next piece is how do we find it? Well, let's reframe to begin with, because personally, I feel really deeply engaged in a sense of purpose, meaning and value, right, in my life. And I've gone from having none of that to going through the sickness I had in my 20s and opening up to that. And that has grown and evolved and changed and my grip on it has certainly loosened, but it's still with me and it's still very strong and is like part of the bones of who I am. And yet, if you asked me to tell you what my life purpose or my purpose is, I don't know if I could tell you in a in a little elevator pitch, right? I don't know if I could express it in words to you today in a way that you could go, yep, got it, like a title of a book. I don't think it's present for me in that way now. It's something about connection. It's something about my own evolution, but also the evolution of others supporting that. But then I, my mind also goes to, but yes, and yes, I'm just one small piece in a big, you know, puzzle of all of us as human beings. And that's okay. Like I'm totally okay with that. Some people, uh, some people distill their life purpose down to be about love at its core. And for some people that's, yep, they've got it. I know what it is. And in all that I do, I am love. For some of you, though, that is not going to feel like it's enough. Like the question will be, how am I love in my life? How do I show up being love? I don't even feel love all the time for myself. So how can I be that for others? And I'm not making a difference in the world. Well, here's the thing. We are making a difference in the world by the presence of who we are, by the presence of who you are. You are making a difference in the world for the people around you, the people that care about you, whether it is your close friends or your workmates or your children, your nieces or nephews, you are impacting others. And I think that when we can open up to a sense of connection and community and love for some of us, that word is a good fit. And we can show up in the fullness of ourselves. And that might be through creativity or art, or sport, or performance, or 
completely having this divine relationship of partnering with our garden or our farm or we can work in the most mundane jobs and still be living a purposeful life because it is about the opening up to the connection with ourselves and an authentic relationship with ourselves and showing up in the fullness of our own authenticity in whatever it is that we do. Whether you're, you work in admin, you work in retail, you work in the family home. So I don't know that it matters so much what we do, but what matters is that we can open up to an experience of connection with the deeper self and a deeper sense of life itself. And you might not be able to put that in words, right? Because that experience of life is beyond the personal. And so it's really hard to put into words. So we often think of our life purpose as being connected to our job, our career or our business, but it absolutely does not have to be. It might be connected to who and how you are in nature, how you are with your pets, how you show up with your neighbours. It could be in the most simple forms. And I think when all is said and done and it is time for us to leave our physical body and we move away from our physical existence, right, and we look over our life, it's not so much the work that we did or the career that we chose or the lack of career that we chose. It's the relationships that we've had with other people. It's the joy and the fun and the care and the consideration or the sometimes when we've accidentally hurt other people, when things haven't gone well. That, of course, I don't believe that we are punished for that at all, but that we might look at and consider and conceive of our time on this planet through that lens. And so if if that is the case, and none of us know, right, truly we don't, because even people who have had near-death experiences and have come back, we don't know how far down the rabbit hole they've gone because they've come back. But if that is the case, then what you choose to do doesn't necessarily have a massive, massive significance, especially if you are not called to something very strongly. And I think that's a difficult piece for women, you know, if we're not called to do something really strongly, then we feel like we're missing out on our life purpose. But what if your life purpose is about learning to really love yourself from the inside out, to be the most authentic, self-compassionate version of you for you? What if that is your purpose? And so many times we measure that against somebody who has a very public profile in their work, in their purpose, and we think that we're falling short. But we're not, right? Because in that case, we're measuring it through the ego's eyes, through the human's eyes, and through the human's perception. But what if we've got it all wrong? And a life well lived is not based on that. But a life well lived is based on your own unique fingerprint energetic template that you have perhaps even somehow chosen and you might think well mine isn't as important or significant as someone else's but again I say that that is through the eyes of our human perception and we want to look at this from the thousand mile view right of being human of living our life and from that perspective beyond the personal 
the big celebrity career or the big famous whatever is just as valued, just as valued as the parent who raises the child and learns to love themselves to the best of their ability. Because there is no big or small when we go beyond looking at it from the viewpoint of our human brains and our human understanding of what it means to be a human, right? There's no big or small. If you feel like your life is mundane and not important and insignificant, then imagine if you were the creator of all of life, right? And this creator of all of life, so not necessarily a religious God, but it might be if that's, you know, up your alley, looked at all of their beautiful humans on this planet. Do you think they would love, this creator of all of life would love one person over another based on what they do? No, of course not. Because each human being, no matter what they do, no matter what their outcomes, no matter what their achievements, successes or not, is like a water droplet in this beautiful ocean of humanity. And that is you and that is me. No matter what we do with our life. And so if that's the case, then how can I feel more engaged in a sense of meaning, purpose and value? So if you've bought into my hypothesis around life purpose so far, then you might be asking, well, great, okay, I'm buying it, but now what? How do I feel like I'm more engaged in my purpose, in a sense of meaning, connected to my values? So I have some little journal prompts, I think, some questions you can ask yourself that you can ponder. And it's honestly, it's not so much about coming up with the answer as it is paying attention to what these questions stimulate inside of us and what grows inside of us as we consider these for ourselves. So we can ask ourselves these lived questions, we can journal about them, I'll put them in the notes of this podcast. You can just go to my website to check it out. What activities or moments bring me the deepest sense of fulfillment? Reflect on those moments when you feel most alive and content. Is it when you're connecting with others, learning, helping, or, you know, experiencing something specific? How do my values align or clash with my daily choices and actions. So consider some of your core values and whether you've written them down or you've stated them to others, you'll know what they are. You'll have a sense of what they are. So that question moves us to, are you living in alignment with these values in your everyday decisions, relationships and commitments? And if not, what, what in that area needs to start to change? And what impact do I want to have on myself and others around me? How do you want to either inspire, support those closest to you because that is where we can open up to our purpose. And lastly, am I open to embracing change and growth and how can I nurture my personal evolution? So I think this is really key because if we do want to open up to more of a sense of purpose, remembering it's not a destination that we're going to get to, but if I can open up to that a little more, then I'm probably going to have to do some things differently or some different things. And that can be the fastest way to create change in my life is just to do something, even if it's small, but do something in my routine very differently. 
like change it up, go and do something else, meet a new group of people, go and do a new activity. It's a very quick way of creating freshness and change in our lives. And it also reminds our brain that change is good, especially if you're feeling stuck. Just get out there and do one different thing. It'll start to create a ripple effect in your life where things will start to change. And so these questions open the doorway for us for self-reflection and a deeper connection with who we are. And to summarize, I think that we have been led up the garden path when it comes to life purpose, that it really should not all be about achievement and outcome focused or success necessarily in an external way, that life purpose is connected to purpose, meaning and value, and that it can be much more close to home, much more about our intimate community relationships and not so much about external success. That there is no measurement of goodness in terms of success on this planet, i.e. I might have what seems like a very small mundane life compared to somebody who's really, really well known and a celebrity. Well, that is not measured in any way other than through our the eyes of our ego, right? But that doesn't mean that that is the truth. So there's no, there's no point measuring my life with somebody else's and wishing I had somebody else's life because I came in here with this particular energetic template and this is the life that is unfolding for me. So my task is to live it as best I can, given the current circumstances, my inherited patterns and traumas, where I've been born, the people I've grown up with, etc., That midlife is a beautiful time to create change and be able to open up to a deeper sense of purpose in our life because of the hormonal changes and fluctuations that are happening in perimenopause and menopause. Your brain gets to go through an upgrade and part of that upgrade can be about really sinking in and bedding into a sense of your purpose, why you are here remembering that we're looking at it through that very different structure now. And lastly, that this is one of my favorite things to talk about with women. I think the more we talk about it, the more we open up, the more we can maybe express our dissatisfaction for where we are in our life right now or how disconnected or connected we feel with our purpose and that we can, you know, have it reflected back to us that actually there's a massive variety of meaning of purpose on this planet and one is not more valuable than the other it is about how we connect with it and own it and live authentically in our lives with the purpose that is arising through us and that is really what I hope for you my friend is that you can have some sense of that for yourself however that is showing up for you and that you know that you are worthy and that you are so, so valued. All right, my friends, have fun exploring around life purpose, reframing and recontextualizing. hope that's been really enjoyable and given you a bit of um, food for thought and uh, can't wait to talk to you again next week. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Really appreciate you. Check out my course where we just go so much deeper than I can ever do on a podcast over an eight-week period. The Midlife Upgrade course is a blend of video and learning modules and weekly live calls 
where you will discover a roadmap for psychological freedom in midlife. Check out all the details on my website. I really, really would love to have you join the course. megancare.co.nz forward slash course.